Hey guys, welcome to the Indie Game Development Podcast. Here we tackle the challenges of indie game development head-on from the technical to the emotional and talk about the secrets to conquering self-doubt on your journey to crafting games that people will love. Please subscribe so you never miss another episode, and if you haven't already, give us a rating and review so that this podcast gets shared with more people. We'd really, really appreciate it. Ready? Let's go. So I'm working on my first commercial game right now with my wife, Nikki, and I wanted to share seven really great tips with you that I've learned during this extremely difficult process. So making your first indie game, here are seven tips for you. Tip number one is finish a small project first. Okay. And you're going to literally hear this everywhere. All my idols that I follow online have said this, and there's a good reason for it. And let me explain. If you haven't completed a full game yet, doesn't matter how big it is, there's going to be a lot of gaps in your knowledge about the game making process. It's really easy to start a project. Okay. And let's say you're making a game similar to like Final Fantasy and you've created your character movement, you have NPCs, and maybe you've even created a few enemies or hazards or whatever. On the surface, it might feel like you've done a lot of the work already, and now it's just about multiplying what you've already done times however many levels that you want, and that's it. At least when I was new, that's the way that I used to think. I don't know if you think that way. I don't know your thoughts. But in my case, I was lucky, and the first game I created was for a month-long game jam. And within that month, I had lots of time to discover really basic things about making games, like how do I make my character go through doors? How do I load a new scene? How do I keep my player's health from resetting each scene? How do I keep track of the player's upgrades? Because I was making a tiny little Metroidvania. How do I make a main menu? And how do I pause the game? And there's dozens and dozens of questions like this. I had a few things I thought would take me like 15 minutes to code, and I ended up spending several days on them. That kind of thing happens all the time. This is why people will tell you to finish a small project first. You do that, you'll actually have a full understanding of what you're getting yourself into. I would actually revise it to say, finish a similar project to the one you actually want to make, just at a much smaller scale. And game jams are a really great way to do this. I highly recommend that you participate in at least a couple of game jams. They are very humbling experiences, and you're going to learn a heck of a lot in a very short amount of time when you go through them. And you'll actually solve a lot of headaches for your future self, because even to this day, I still grab code from some of my earliest game jam entries because it has a lot of functionality built into what my games need now. Tip number two is get inspired. Do whatever you have to do to pump yourself up, okay? Go look at images on Google, watch Let's Plays, play your favorite games, whatever the heck it is for you, it doesn't matter. But making a game is the pinnacle of creativity, right? You're combining art, music, sound design, and story into an interactive experience that evokes emotion from people. There are tens of thousands of elements that come into play in a game. It's completely insane. So in order to create one, you need to get those creative juices flowing. You have a favorite game. I know you do. Everyone does. Study it. All the best artists on the planet stole ideas from other artists, but they put a unique twist on it. There's a reason that game is your favorite game. And if you can try to pinpoint what that reason is and figure out how can you capture that feeling for your game as well, then you're going to be well ahead of the game. Maybe it's the art and the game has a really, really rich environment that makes you want to explore every nook and cranny. Maybe it's the story. Maybe it's the music. Maybe the combat is so awesome and it just makes you feel like a complete badass. Maybe it makes you think deeply about some aspect of your life. There's no wrong answer. The, the answer is going to be completely unique 
for every single person. So find the thing that makes your heart beat faster, find the thing that puts a smile on your face, and how can you bottle that thing up and put it into your game? Tip number three, lean into your strengths. You have areas in your game dev skill set that where you're strong and you have areas where you are weak. You want to lean into your strengths. And that doesn't mean don't try to improve your weaknesses. Ideally, you can build yourself up to be great at some things and good at everything else. But it's very unlikely that you'll ever be great at all aspects of game development. There's just too much. But if you're an indie dev, especially if you're a developer that is making games alone, you want to be able to build up all these different skill sets. So what I mean is, if you are great at atmosphere and mood, then make your game ooze atmosphere and mood, right? Make it the most interesting or dark or creepy or awe-inspiring or beautiful game world in the history of the universe. It's going to make your game very special if that's where your strength lies. If you are great at game feel, then make your game as juicy and awesome and satisfying as possible. If you're a storyteller, then tell a kick-ass story with your game. Leaning into your strengths is what is going to make your game stand on its own and feel really, really special. Tip number four, create a game design document. You have enough to worry about and enough tasks to manage and things to create, so you might as well try to make things a little bit easier on yourself and create the rules for your game as early as possible. Who are all the main characters in your game? What are their personalities like? How does the villain contrast the hero? What are all the power-ups or upgrades that you're going to have available throughout the game? How many levels are there going to be? Is your game going to have different biomes? What are they? You get the point, right? You can Google game design documents and you can find some really great outlines out there. But the point is, you might as well make these decisions early on. It's going to save you time later. It's going to save you headaches. And it's going to help keep you organized and on track and be productive. Tip number five, plan on doing multiple sweeps or passes through your game. You don't need to worry about getting every single thing perfect on the first try. And I would actually go so far as to argue that doing that is a mistake. And here's why. For one thing, your skills are going to improve as you make your game. That's just the nature of things. Even if you've been in the game for decades, you're always getting better. So you gain experience and you get better. And as you get better, you're going to look at something that you made a few months ago and you're going to be like... Ew, gross, because you you know that you can do better now. The other reason is because it's just not the most efficient way to work. I used to be super interested in writing novels, fiction novels, and what all the pros will tell you in the book writing industry is that you just need to write books. You want to vomit it out as quickly as you can. Get the book out of your system. And once it's out of your system, you edit the crap out of it and you make it awesome. And I think that making games should be a similar process to this. You end up doing multiple passes on your game and iterating and improving it with each pass. You've probably heard of game devs talking about the polish phase near the end of their game's development cycle. Sometimes not near the end, but often it is near the end. So there are passes where you create things. There are passes where you improve things. And there are passes where you polish things up and you make them as perfect as you can possibly make them, just like how you saw them in your mind. So if you know right from the start of your game dev journey that it's going to take you multiple passes, you'll be less likely to waste days or weeks or even months trying to correct just one thing in your game that's driving you crazy, which leads me to my next tip, which is if you get crazy stuck on a problem, move on, compromise or ask for help, right? This is tip number six. You have an idea in your mind. You can see it. You know how you want the end result to look. But 
you don't, depending on your experience level, you don't necessarily always know how to go about creating that feature in your game. And it can be really easy to get obsessed with these kinds of problems and end up wasting a lot of time on them. And it's not always code. Sometimes it's shaders. It can be anything. It might be a visual thing you're trying to recreate and you can't figure it out. It might be a mechanic you want to implement and you don't know how to code it. Doesn't matter. You might need to move on for a little while. This, for me, this happens to me a lot with certain visual effects that I really want to create. I'm okay with making particle systems. And I have very, very little experience writing my own shaders from scratch. And so I actually pretty often can see how I want some visual effect to look in my mind. I can see it in my mind, but I'm not experienced enough to know how to create it from scratch. So if there are no tutorials online that are creating something similar, then I'm often stuck. Sometimes you just got to give up on that idea and compromise by settling for something else, which sounds really shitty. But sometimes, for the sake of time and for the sake of not burning out, you need to be willing to do that. You need to be willing to drop what you can't figure out and move on. That doesn't mean you won't be able to figure it out at some point in the future. You can absolutely come back to it later. And actually, if you do give it some time and you come back in a few months, you're probably going to be more experienced and it's very possible that future you will know how to solve that problem. Now, obviously, if the thing you're stuck on is crucial to your game working the way that you intend, this is a little bit different. You're going to have to figure that out. And here is where asking for help is your best friend, because the game dev community, it's an amazing community. There are so many knowledgeable and intelligent people who are willing to take time out of their day to help strangers on the Internet. Do not be ashamed to ask for help. You can learn things from other people. Step number seven, know your game is going to take longer than you think. I don't know what it is about game developers. I don't know what it is about this industry, but every single one of us seems to severely underestimate how much time making a game is going to take us. Maybe it's because of game jams. I don't know. You see developers, myself included, that make YouTube videos with titles like I made a game in 72 hours or often less. I've seen I made a game in 10 minutes. I've even seen less than that. I don't know what it is. But what I can tell you is that your game is going to take a long time to make even if you're full-time and you get to work on it all day, every day. It's amazing how a whole workday can come and go, and you're like, oh, I created one new enemy today. Except there's no particles or sound effects, so technically even that is still not even done. You can spend a whole day making a menu. There are things that need to get done to complete your game that you've likely never done before also, so you can't really budget how long things like that are going to take you because you don't know. There's going to be bugs. There's going to be so, so many bugs. Some of them will take you two minutes to fix, and some of them it'll take you days just to track down where the issue is coming from. It really depends. I don't really care how efficient you are or how well you've planned your game. If this is your first game, it's going to take you much, much longer than you think it's going to. And that is, I'm, I'm not trying to discourage you. That is just to prepare you emotionally. It's a long road. Okay, you're not always going to feel motivated. You're not always going to want to work on your game. You're not always going to feel like you like your game, but you keep showing up at your computer. Eventually, it will get done. It's impossible for it not to get done if you show up and you do the work every single day. And it is okay if it takes longer than you think. I hope you found these tips helpful. And if you love this episode and you haven't already left a rating and review, please consider doing that now. It really helps the podcast grow and reach more awesome people like yourself. Thank you so much. Bye.